The Productive Woman, Episode 378. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast about productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thank you so much for joining me. Welcome, and um, if you celebrate the holiday, Merry Christmas. This episode is coming out just a day or two before the Christmas holiday, and uh, I've been continuing to think about uh, the year-end mini-series that I started last week when we talked about uh, principles, priorities, values, those sorts of things. So in this week's episode, we're going to continue that year-end mini-series about laying a foundation for setting and achieving meaningful goals. This week, we'll talk about identifying and learning from the lessons of this past year. You'll find links and additional information in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 378. This episode is brought to you by Organize 365 and the Sunday Basket Program. If one of your goals for the coming year is to get all your papers under control, the Sunday Basket just might be the perfect solution for you. It is a simple and really ingenious tool to help you create systems for your ideas, your to-dos, and all those paper piles that can gather on the kitchen counter and the corner of our desk. And this system will help free your mind, reduce mental clutter and improve your productivity. It was developed by Lisa Woodruff of Organize 365 and the Sunday Basket basically contains and corrals all those ideas, paper notes, to-do lists and mail safely until you're ready for your weekly planning time. As I've mentioned, and you probably remember if you've been with me for a while, Lisa's been a guest on this podcast twice, most recently uh, on episode 308, in which we talked about her book, The Paper Solution, which expands on her Sunday basket system. The Sunday basket system will collect that incoming paperwork and help you apply the paper solution. It will hold everything until you have time to process each item, and it'll help you plan your week for maximum efficiency, keeping your papers at your fingertips so you can take action on them. All the while, it will be teaching you those skills of organization for all that paper that comes into your life each day. The Sunday Basket system has been proven to save up to five hours each week once you've established that weekly habit. Lisa says it usually takes about four to six weeks of consistently working the program uh, before that has become a habit. And once you've done that, incorporating the Sunday Basket system into your routine will help you take back control of your home and your life. And you can find out more about the Sunday Basket system at sundaybasket.com, or you can even try their free seven-day mini course by going to organize365.com slash mini course. So definitely check that out. And now let's get into our topic of the week. As I mentioned the last couple of weeks, I am, as I often do this time of year, spending these final weeks of the year taking a few steps to prepare for what I 
want to be a very productive new year. For a lot of us, that involves setting goals, and we are going to talk about that. But as I mentioned last week, I think it's very important to lay a strong foundation before we actually dig into setting those goals. So this week, I want to follow up on, you know, last week we talked about identifying those key values and and guiding principles that are the bedrock for uh, making wise and productive choices about how to spend our time, our energy, and our attention. This week, I want to move on from there uh, by talking about a process for identifying the valuable lessons that we can use to set those goals by taking a look at the year that is now just wrapping up, looking at what's good about it, what's maybe not so great, and identifying what we can learn from the the last 12 months and incorporate into the goals that we then set for the coming year. And so this is another process similar to what we talked about last week, uh, but we're going to be doing something a little different. So this is another another time when I would suggest, uh, invite you to, to set aside some time this week to do this, to, to find a, a, an hour or so where you can be quiet and undisturbed, gather something to write with and your favorite beverage. But you're going to gather a few other things this time as well. Your calendar for the past year. Uh, Hopefully you've kept that, whether it's a digital calendar or a paper calendar where all your appointments are, uh, so you can look back over the last 12 months, your planner, if you use one, whether it's digital or analog, your journal, if you keep a journal and, you know, those sorts of things. If you set goals for this year and you wrote them down and kept track of them, keep that with you as well for this process. So you're going to gather kind of the record I guess, of the past year and sit down somewhere where you can be comfortable and undisturbed and spend a little time looking at those materials that you just gathered. And so the first little while, what you're going to do is just flip through your calendar and look at the appointments and the events that occurred from January right up until this past week. Just remind yourself of those key activities and maybe the memorable events. Similarly, if you have a planner, look at that. If you if you keep that, um, where you can look back over the past 12 months or however much of it you can. I'm not talking about studying it and spending a lot of time here, but just spending a few minutes flipping through it and reminding yourself of what happened this year. You know, we get so busy in the day-to-day that we can lose track of even kind of big events that happen over the course of a 12-month period. And so this is an opportunity to bring some of those things to mind, those key activities that you were involved in, the memorable events that occurred. I, you know, I had a, a grandchild that was born this spring, this past spring, you know, various other things that happened over the course of the year that are important to me or memorable in some way. And so looking back over my calendar, my planner, uh, the journal that I keep from time to time and all of the, those sorts of things can just help me remember what actually did I do this year? And again, if you set goals for the year or even just parts of the year and you have those written down somewhere, which, you know, we'll get into this next week, but I definitely recommend that you write your goals down and keep track of them that way. 
But look at those. Remind yourself of what the goals were that you set for yourself at the beginning of the year, or even if it's just the beginning of the month, whatever you have a record of, look at those things. And the point of all of this right now is not to judge any of this. This is not an exercise in um, you know, determining you don't measure up to some standard you have in your head for what you should have done or how you should have spent the year. This is just to inform yourself, to refresh your memory about those events and activities and occurrences that have been part of your life, the goals that you had set and the progress maybe that you made on them for the last year. So you're going to spend part of your time just looking at that and reminding yourself. As you do your review, remember to look at all the various areas of your life. Just like we talked about last week in identifying values and principles, we can look at the the roles we play in life, the hats we wear, uh, the various components of our life. And we want to, you know, get a a, a pretty well-rounded picture of what our life was like in all these various areas over the past year. So personal, professional, etc. I read a, a blog post um, after I had kind of gotten this outline put together. I went uh, online and happened to find a, a blog post, which I will link to in case you're looking for more guidance in your year-end review. Uh, this post was written by a blogger named Hannah Brame, I think it is. And she, when she's talking about a year-end review, she suggests we look at the following areas of our life. So job and career, health and fitness, finances, family, romance or dating, if you're at that stage of your life, friendships, fun and leisure, home and physical environment, and personal growth and development. So these are all areas that we can look at, think about, just kind of, again, you're not judging, you're not grading yourself. Please don't do that. Don't let this turn into that kind of exercise. You're gathering information, you're gathering uh, perceptions and just a feeling for what happened this last year in each of those various areas that are relevant to you. Once you've done that, and and this is something I'm doing as well uh, this coming weekend uh, or this next weekend. I'm, I'm going to be going through these steps myself. And so once you've done this and you re- reminded yourself of what happened this year, then you're going to spend some time kind of pulling out the lessons from all of that, the, the things you can learn from it. And for me, the way to do that is to ask myself questions and then maybe journal some of my answers. And so I'm going to throw out a bunch of options for questions that you and and I can ask ourselves and think about during this process to kind of process the information we got from looking at our calendar, our planner, our our journal, those sorts of things. Uh, You don't have to do all of them. This is not an assignment. These are just some suggestions. And I'll have these listed in the show notes, so you don't necessarily have to write them down right now. But uh, you can find them there when you sit down to uh, do your own year-end review. So some of the questions you might want to ask yourself and journal about are, I always like to start with something positive. So what are the best things that have happened this year? 
you know, just list a few of them. Again, for me, the birth of our ninth grandchild ranks up there pretty highly. And, you know, various other things that have happened. Help, uh, driving out to Virginia with my son to get him set up in his, his home for his first post-college job out there in the D.C. area. That was a great thing that happened this year, and a, a great memory. So ask yourself, as you've reviewed your year, what are some of the best things that have happened this year? And would you like to repeat any of those experiences in the coming year, if they are the kind of thing that you have control over and that you could repeat? Um, Just some things to, to think about and maybe journal about. Another question is, what were your proudest achievements this year? personal, professional, family-wise, in any area of your life? What are you proudest of that you personally have achieved in the past year? Uh, The third question maybe is what knowledge or skills did you learn this year? Did you take a class? Did you, uh, on the side, learn how to, you know, teach yourself how to do something? What are, what did you learn? I mean, you know, literally knowledge that you attained or skills that you developed. What were the most fun events or activities that you participated in this year? Uh, here's a little, maybe more um, specific kind of thing. What were the best books you read this year, whether fiction or nonfiction? Maybe make a list of some of those if you can remember. And then moving on, if you had to describe this year in a word or, or maybe in a phrase, what would it be and why? And this is something I'm thinking about. Um, the word that comes to mind for me, as I sit here right now, I didn't, I didn't answer the question as I was preparing the outline for this episode, but as I was reading the question, the word that popped into my mind uh, was on hold. Uh, or pending. And I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of surprised by that response and I'm going to be digging into why that came to mind. And I I know, you know, maybe it has to do with the fact that a lot of things were waiting for uh, the the pandemic to get under control or to see what was going to happen and and that sort of thing. But uh, anyway, if you were going to describe your year in a word or phrase, what would it be and why? What were the toughest challenges for you this year? And how did you respond to them? And again, I'm not, I, I want to encourage you not to judge yourself and, and, and put a value on how you responded, but just describe it factually. What challenges did you face this year? And what did you do in response? How did you feel? How did you act? What actions did you take or not take? Please don't judge yourself. We're gathering information here. We're not looking for evidence that, you know, we're a louse and and a loser. So please don't, please don't do that. Um, Next question maybe to journal about is, uh, is there anything about this year that you'd like a do-over on? Is there anything that, that you did or didn't do, or, you know, a particular event that you'd like another chance to do it maybe differently or better. Uh, maybe write that down. Another question, what did you hope to do or experience this year that didn't come to fruition? 
So was there something that you had planned to do, an event you had planned to attend or an activity you'd planned to undertake that didn't come to fruition? And why was that? Was it pandemic related? Was it a change in priorities or a family situation that prevented it from happening? Just, um, you know, a great thing to think about if, as you look back over the year, do you recall something maybe that you had planned or hoped to do that didn't end up panning out and maybe think about why that was? All of these things are going to be relevant next week when we talk about setting our goals for the coming year. And the, and the point of asking ourselves these questions is to just start processing the events and and experiences and the feelings and everything of this past year and see what lessons we can draw from all of that that we can then um, take into account as we plan our goals for the coming year. Uh, Some great questions that someone has suggested, and I don't remember where I first heard this, uh, but it came up, uh, you know, a couple of months ago when we were having our productive woman planning retreat, and we were talking about just reviewing, um, you know, where we are in our life at at the time, and someone suggested these questions that she had read, and I'd heard these before, and I think they're great questions for this time of year. Uh, So, as you look at what you've done over the, the past year, ask yourself, what do you want to keep doing in the coming year? What do you want to stop doing in the coming year? And what do you want to start doing? So those are really neat questions to kind of frame your uh, thinking about the, the events and the occurrences and, and the experiences of this past year as we start to turn towards the the coming year. Uh, So these are just some questions that you can think about, journal about as you sit down and do your year-end review. It's a two-part process, really. Actually, it's three parts. The first part is, again, just refreshing your memory about what happened this year, how you felt about it. The second part is the um, processing the information, how your responses to the events and the things that did and didn't happen, the ups and downs, the good, the bad, all of that, and just starting to think about all of that. The third step is going to be all right, what lessons can we take from that? But let's, we'll get to that in just a minute. So once you've done that, another part of it is looking at those goals that you had set for yourself this year. If you've done that, how do you feel about those goals? The ones you did reach and the ones you didn't Uh, just journal about that. You know, maybe some of those goals that you did achieve fall into that category of the achievements that you're proud of. So, you know, definitely write those down and give yourself credit for those. For those goals that you had set for yourself that you did not reach, spend some time thinking about whether you can identify why you didn't reach them. Maybe you abandoned them in favor of something you valued more, an event or a goal or purpose that you valued more. Is that, you know, is that the explanation Or did unanticipated obstacles arise that kind of got in the way of you achieving that particular goal? Or was it the, and I'm using air quotes here, wrong goal for you? Maybe you set 
them it as a goal because you thought you should, but you didn't really care about it if you're honest with yourself. Or maybe there are other reasons, but think about for those goals that you had set for yourself for this past year that you did not achieve, um, if you can identify why you didn't achieve them, uh, because that can be valuable in our process of setting goals that we can achieve for the, the coming year. Are any of those unmet goals ones that you want to reactivate for the coming year? And you might want to just make a note of that somewhere that, hey, you know, this still is something I want to pursue, still something I want to accomplish, and I, maybe I'm going to take another crack at it in the coming year. So those are kind of specific things to think about. Certainly for the goals that you set for yourself that you did accomplish, please give yourself a pat on the back for that. No matter what size or how, you know, it doesn't have to be something earth shattering. If a, you know, if you had a goal of cleaning out your pantry and reorganizing it and you did that or cleaning out your junk drawer and you did that, that's valid and valuable. And please give yourself credit for those things that you did do. I think a lot of us, I think, have a, a, a tendency to see where we fall short much more easily than where we meet or even exceed expectations. We don't always give ourselves credit for what we actually have accomplished. Uh, we tend to dismiss it I think about, you know, years ago, long before I went to law school, it was something that I thought about. And I thought it was something that people like me couldn't do. And I've talked about this in the past, but I thought it was such a lofty thing to achieve. And then I realized once I had achieved it and I had finished law school and passed the bar and was practicing as a lawyer, it it became less of a big deal, I guess. And I, there, I realized I kind of had in my mind this thought, well, if I can do it, it must not be that big of a deal. It must not be that hard. And I realized, you know what, I'm, I'm really diminishing and dismissing the value of something I worked very hard to accomplish. And I say all that just to say, please don't do that to yourself. Please don't assume that the things that you accomplished must not matter very much they do. We're not, we shouldn't be measuring our accomplishments against anybody else's and what you do matters. So give yourself credit for every goal, whatever size that you set for yourself and accomplished. So as I said, the, the first step of this process I'm talking about this week, this year-end review process, is to refresh your memory on what happened. Second part of the process is this sort of asking yourself questions and journaling your answers and processing what you feel and think about the things that happened this year, both good and, and maybe not so good. And then, as I said a, a minute ago, the third step of this is to draw the lessons from all of this. So what I would suggest and what I plan to do is once I've done this process of, you know, looking at my calendar, all those things, and then asking myself these questions and journaling uh, my answers to the, some of these questions that I've mentioned, I'm going to put it away for a day or two. And then I'm going to come back to it later on and just sit down and read through it 
and ask myself, what can I learn from this? What are the lessons that I can draw from all these answers that I've written down, all the, the, about the events of the year and my responses to them. I encourage you to do something similar and ask yourself, what lessons have you learned this year? Those that just come to mind from the months past and those that you can draw from your answers to these questions that I've just been talking about. What lessons can you draw from all of that? And write those things down. Again, these are going to be valuable, I think, in the process we'll talk about next week uh, of identifying our goals. And so next week, we will wrap up this little year-end mini-series by looking at how to use the insights we've gained from this review and from our thinking last week about values and guiding principles. We're going to use all of those insights to see how we can apply them to create meaningful, motivating, and achievable goals for the coming year. And so that's what we'll be talking about next year. Uh, these are my thoughts on kind of how to do a year-end review. Uh, there are other people have written about this, and so I'll link in the show notes two or three articles that I've read about other people's thoughts on how to create a and and do a personal year-end review. But I'd love to know your thoughts. What do you think? Do you do a year-end review process? What do you use as prompts to do that? Uh, do you, you know, do you do it intentionally kind of as an event where you sit down and write this out? Or is it just something you think about over the course of the last few weeks of the year. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this and how it works for you. You can share those in the comment section of the show notes for this episode, which you will find at theproductivewoman.com slash 378. That's also where you'll find links to those articles I mentioned and some other things. You can also post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page, or if you're a member of the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, we can always talk about it there. I'd love to talk with you there. As always, if you prefer to share your thoughts with me privately, you can email your thoughts, your questions, your comments, your suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. And I will definitely respond. I, I, I want to say again, I have received some really wonderful emails from some of you over the last two or three weeks that I haven't yet had time to respond to or had, haven't had the opportunity. I, but I have read them. They have made me think. They have touched my heart. And I want you to know how much I appreciate those emails that you've sent to me. Uh, I think I mentioned last week, December is a an extremely demanding time for my legal practice. I am a, a real estate lawyer. I do all commercial real estate transactional work. And our, my clients are very, very intent on closing a lot of deals uh, before the end of December. And so I've been working much longer hours uh, at my legal practice than I actually normally do during the year. And it's, it's left me with less time to respond to emails, but I want you to know, I do read every one of them and I will respond as soon as I possibly can. All right. So anyway, thank you for that. Uh, before we go, 
uh, remember to check out the Sunday basket system if that's something that would be helpful if you're struggling to keep track of all the papers and things in your life the Sunday basket system definitely can be a great resource for you and you can learn more about it by going to sundaybasket.com or try their free seven-day mini course by going to Organize365. That's all one word, but the numbers are digits. So Organize365.com slash mini course. And my sincere thanks to Organize365 for supporting the Productive Woman podcast and for supporting productive women everywhere. And that is it for this pretty short episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I wish you a very Merry Christmas, a very happy holiday season. I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. <laughs>